Welcome back to The Unrehabilitated. I am Mike Sabala, your host. This is my co-host, Eric Hoyo, Eric with a K. Um, thank you for uh, for tuning in. And I wanted to say that, um, you know, um, for those that are, that, that like the, ep- uh, that like the podcast, please like, uh, subscribe, share, um, everything that you can do to help us, you know, kind of spread the word is much appreciated. Also, um, I'm going to be giving out t-shirts. We're going to be selling them. The t-shirts are to, uh, keep the podcast going. Um, they're $25 each and that includes taxes. All you got to do is just pay for shipping. And, um, this is how they look. This is uh, we got blue. That's the back of the shirt. That's the back of the shirt. The front of the shirt has the podcast symbol. Um, we also have uh, limited uh, limited sizes on the colors. It's a fitted T-shirt, so it's gonna make everybody look buff. It's like Baskin Robbins over here, man. Thirty-one <laughs> colors, thirty-one flavors. Yeah, a little, a little bit of fall colors, you know. They're cool and the black ones are my my personal favorite um it's got the symbol on the back being rehabilitated front of the t-shirt has has the skull and um you could dm me we don't have nothing like really set up yet as far as the website uh for the distribution of the shirts um but for right now i mean you could just dm me and then you know i'll take care of uh shipping and handling 25 dollars each um, if you buy um, more than one, you get them for $19.99. That includes taxes. All you got to do is just cover the shirt and shipping. And uh, the proceeds from the shirt sales is just going to pay for the camera guy, for the editing, uh, for better equipment, um, for stuff like that. And it'll help, you know, make the podcast better. And um, I, you know, we appreciate your support. Um, also, um, Every uh every time you subscribe on the YouTube channel, I kind of get to see who who uh, who subscribes if your like information's public. So for instance, if you're not like if uh, if your profile's not like hidden or anything like that, I can see like the name of the person that subscribed. And uh, for every fiftieth subscriber, I'm gonna be giving out T-shirts of your choice. Um, I mean um, T-shirts of the black ones because I have a lot of those. So um, if you're the 50th subscriber to, you just gotta go into YouTube and just press subscribe. Doesn't mean that you're gonna get a notification from us, you know, um, every day or anything like that. It just means that you're gonna get the information as soon as the next ep- episode is uploaded. And um, if you don't have uh, a subscription on YouTube, you don't have to pay anything, it's free. You just set up your email on, uh, like if it's from Google, you just set up your email and then you, um, Keep your profile open so every 50th subscriber is going to get a shirt um, that's going to help us get more subscribers which um, in turn helps us um, so um, anyways um, that's that's all that this episode is sponsored by iso clean um, cleaning products uh, hand sanitizers um, they are the ones helping support this uh, this podcast and uh, please look them up on isoclean.shop um, you're going to see um, their their information right here on the screen. It's going to be a rotating screen. And there you go. So that's the website you can, you can go ahead and purchase on. They're going to be uh, uploading more products as well. 51% of their proceeds goes to 
goes towards charity in Tijuana. So, you know, look them up. <clears throat> okay. So uh, this episode right here is kind of a continuation of last week's episode. I uh, want to talk a little bit more about uh, prison, give some information for those that are curious. We've had a lot of curiosity and there's a lot of feedback, on, especially on the DMs, on, on Instagram, um, a little bit on Facebook, not too much on Facebook, but mostly on Instagram and YouTube and um, all the other podcast platforms that are available. We have been giving some positive feedback and people are curious. So anytime you uh, have a question or are curious about something, um, DM us in one of those uh, platforms and then we'll either, either I or myself or Eric will uh, get back to you. And then it'll help us also kind of uh, create better episodes in the future because we kind of know we, we kind of want to know what you're interested in knowing about. So um, um, anyways, to finish off that topic of prisons for the state prison which you know those uh, like i've said before i spent 12 years in prison in in a state facility not a federal facility state so in the state of california they typically have um the prisons divided up into four main categories you have a level one level two level three and level four now those those prisons themselves might be uh, might have slight variations like the level four um, that they have a 270 level four, which is the big buildings. The big buildings um, are going to be a, of a 270 is going to be like you're going to have a tier right here. As soon as you walk in the, the, the hallway, you're going to have a tier. It's going to have cells on top and cells on the bottom. Um, uh, also on the right and the left hand side, you're also going to have tiers and cells on the top and bottom as well. That's a level four 270. A level four 180 is going to have you walk into um, from the uh, from the hallway, from the corridor, you walk in and that imagine that normal 270 divided up with two walls coming from each corner and tapering down to the hallway. And then each pod has a doorway to that pod. That's a 180. And then, you know, um, if you get in any trouble while you're in prison, they have the administrative segregated units, the ASUs. And they also have, um, if you're doing like a lot of time because you like stab somebody or something, you're gonna be in the, for instance, that's just an example. Um, you would go to the shoe. And to, and there there's three shoes in all the state of California. Um, those are uh, solitary confinement places, the, like uh, long-term uh places for uh, solitary confinement um, those are designed differently you know and the ASUs are every pretty much every prison has an ASU so if a riot happens or something like that you get sent there um, but there's not many shoes in the state of California those are like like for the real fuck-ups basically um, so those are level fours level threes uh, they're typically divided up into, uh, they're also high secu um, they have the, what you call the maximum security. They have the electrical fence and level fours that goes without saying it has an electrical fence. And, um, you know, basically if you try to, it's, it's pretty much close to impossible to escape. They have gun towers, they have electrical fences, very difficult. And there's like, not just one electrical fence. There's like, you have to get through this past this point to get to this. I mean, pretty People seem prison break, yeah. you know, it's, it's, you know, it's, you, you get a little taste of it, you know, how it is. So it's pretty hard. There's also secure level twos. 
Secure Level 2 also has an electrical fence. And, um, you know, so I never went as far down as, as a level one. Why? Because my case was deemed violent. So I could, the lowest I can go, and I did get to a level two, was to a secure level two, which was an electrical fence dorm living. So now just imagine those, uh, like the 270s, okay? The 270s, typically you walk into a building and you have top and bottom tier. And then on the right, top and bottom tier, and then on the left, top and bottom tier. Dorm livings, uh, at least through my experience, were exactly that, except instead of cells, they were dorms. Not like divided up into like little sections. And then you had bunk beds right there. And then, you know, you're living with everybody right there. There's no privacy. Kind of, I don't really care for it too much. But if you want to start transitioning to the real world, I think, you know, being around the more people you can, it's the better. You know, I, I still kind of have a hard time dealing with that sometimes. I have to kind of like push myself a little bit, you know, when I'm in large crowds, because I'm so, I was so accustomed to being isolated that, you know, I felt, I, I still feel discomfort in, 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 in um, settings where there's a lot of people, you know, especially people that are behind me and stuff like that. You know, in prison, you know, you don't typically walk behind people. It's kind of disrespectful. I mean, of course you have to, you know, but like if, you know. You're just so used to, you have to watch your back. You have to watch your back, you know, and, and, you know, and people look at you weird. Like if you just, you know, there's a small little hallway and you're walking through it and then guys happens to be facing this way. Instead of going in front of them, you try to go behind them. They're going to stop and they're going to look at you weird, you know. It's like go to a restaurant, you got to sit against the wall. Yeah. Looking at the entrance. The restrooms, mm -hmm. you know, it's so it's normal. I mean, it's I guess being aware of your surroundings, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I I think that's kind of like where people say, "Oh, this guy's institutionalized," but yeah. it's just, I mean, it's kind of being in the military. You know, you you're there for so long, and you get up. I mean, I haven't been in the military, but, yeah, but um, it's similar to you wake up every day at a certain time, and you know, you're programmed. I remember for a while, I would go out, I party after I got out. And I'd still, it didn't matter what time I went to sleep, two in the morning, three in the morning, I'd get up every day at the same fucking time. I'd be like, and, and that was it. I couldn't go back to sleep. I yeah. had to continue with my routine as soon as I woke up. But a lot of people, um, a lot of people that go to prison, never actually even make it to prison. They stay in the county. Oh, the county's and, rough, man. Yeah and, yeah. and it's like, I mean, it's, it's night and day hitting the yard versus being in the county because it's, I mean, you have, I know it's like the, the big house, right? You know, the big time, but it's, it's a lot better. There's a program there. There's, it's just, I mean, in the county from everything to everything's more expensive, your food, um, you know, it's tough. It's tough to, to yeah. be there. There's people that are fighting their cases, you know, a year, two years in the county. It's like, fuck, dude, how, how can you be there that long? Right. You know, I'd rather be segregated by myself than honestly than being in the county for that long. Cause it's just, I mean, it's just. It wears you down. I mean, there's a reason why some places, or I think here in California, they, they they credit you two days for each day you're in the county. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's something like that, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, because it's, it, I mean, it's actually, it is worth two days in there. Cause yeah, because it's, it's, it's rough. It's, it's, there's no pro, there's nothing to do, man. It's just, it, it fucking sucks. You know, I, I, I can't understand how people can just go in and out of county. It's like, fuck, I, 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 I mean, I don't know. I, I can't do that shit. 
Those so are typically not normal people. They uh, like not normal people that like that kind of shit. You know? Yeah, man. <laughs> I, I, I'd want to go straight to the yard, man. Fuck all that. Sign, sign the fucking plea deal. Let's go. <laughs> and that's the mentality of a lot of people that do end up um, getting uh, deals. Is they just want to sign as soon as possible because the discomfort of being in a county jail is not only the expense of the food. Let's say I'll give you an example, like a, a maruchan sopa. You know what I mean? A maruchan soup, which would normally typically it's cost the noodles, you noodle soup. Yeah, the noodle <laughs> soups. So those typically, let's say if you go to prison, I mean, I, I've been out for a while now, but. Let's say they're approximately 30, 30 cents. That's on the that's on on the I, state. I, I, no, the the soups at like bonds or something are like 30, yeah. 30 cents. I think they're a little bit more. Yeah, it might like be 50, 50 cents. cents. Let's say yeah. 50 cents. Just uh, a little bit more. Uh, uh, let's say 50 cents. In the county jail, they're like a dollar 50. Yeah. And that that in the in the noodles is typically like a main staple for a, a daily meal. People eat not only just one, they might eat two, three, four, five, or even more per day. Because the the menu of county and prison is based off of a 2,000 calorie diet. So they might give you, and there's a, something called prison industry authority, which they have their own dairy farms. They have their own uh, bread farms. They have their, I mean, um, bread um, manufacturing they have all kinds of different stuff. So the bread is not the quality bread that you're accustomed to. It's I've had bread literally come into my hands and as soon as I open them up, they crumble. I'm like, damn, you know, where's the, I mean, you can look right through it practically, you know? Yeah, they didn't use eggs when they made the, the flour. Make yeah, the <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> fucked up. So, you know, you might be giving like, you know, a scoop of eggs, a, a small scoop of beans, a couple slices of bread, and maybe, uh, you know, like an orange or a banana or an apple. And then to supplement the remaining calories that you're not getting, they give you a scoop of butter. Yeah. So but, that's hard hard to but, do. But one of the reasons we like talking about the, the cost is because out here it's like, that's ah, $1.30. Mm -hmm. Like, I mean, we could buy 40, 50 yeah. soups. It's, it don't mean a thing because we have regular jobs here that pays, you know, our regular wages, minimum wages. It's about half of what you would earn in a month in prison. So most people are getting thirty dollars a month, uh, forty dollars a month. That's working. With the pay number, yeah. Yeah, that's working, making about fifty cents an hour. I think it was like, I mean, I think fifty cents an hour was good. Fifty cents an hour is good yeah. money. I had yeah. a pay number. The highest pay number I had was maybe thirty-five cents an hour, I, and I, I was I balling. Got, I got to fifty cents working Damn. in the kitchen. <laughs> That's good. Yeah, but I was just doing the shoe cart, so it was just load up that, and and that was it. I get to leave. Everybody else had to actually stay there for eight hours, so it was a good paying job, fifty cents an hour. So I mean, I think it accumulated to about twenty-five dollars for the month. So when and those are limited, right? Huh? Those those positions are limited. Yeah, there's only four people. Yeah, four people <laughs> out of, of, of thousands of people. So, so I good managed luck. to get yeah. in there. I was lucky. Yeah. Somebody put, got me in. So I was like, yeah. oh, yeah, which is a good position to have there. I mean, it's uh, not everybody can can handle that position because that's actually you're passing all the notes yeah. on the on the trays and you're getting the notes in the trays. So it's like you're, you're oh, yeah. pretty much you're a, you're like an operator and, you know, plugging in the, the old school operators, you're plugging in um, all the wiring to the right collars and everything like that. So that's pretty much um, it was good paying. Plus, we 
pretty much get anything you want from the kitchen, take back. Yeah, um, I remember my kitchen job. I love that yeah. job. That's the best. Yeah, but um, I mean, that's like I said, fifty cents. That's like, man, you're, yeah, you're balling. Yeah, fifty cents, but mostly yeah, it's about twenty, twenty-five cents uh, an hour, and that's an eight-hour day every single day, and it's not like you can just oh just sit there and not do nothing. You have to get a job. Yeah, <clears throat> you know, it's mandatory. You have to work somewhere, whether it's backyard, kitchen, uh, yes. orderly, uh, whatever it is. There's work. You run like the inmates were the ones that make the prisons run. Yeah, um, we do everything. We cook the food, we clean up, do the dishes, do all that shit, um, mop the floors, wax the floors, uh, maintenance, um, all maintenance. that stuff, maintenance, air conditioning, gardeners, there's gardeners there too. So it's pretty much um, the correctional officers, they just go in there and kind of just uh, observe and just, you know, make sure everything's just, nobody's getting killed. Yeah. Um, but it's pretty much, um, it's all ran by the inmates, you know, and, and, and you pretty much, um, you know that's your home that's why there's those rules that, that everybody follows the programs that yeah. you know don't do this don't do that and everything just continues to run smoothly but um but yeah man i don't miss i don't miss the pay at all Fuck. <laughs> you know it, it's like you come out and you take seven dollars six dollars an hour i think that's what it was when i first got out i was like oh my god yeah. you know and in your mind you're like oh man look at all this you know it seems like a lot of a lot of money yeah. Um, you know, with time, we're just kind of like, oh, nah, this ain't enough, man. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but, um, and it's hard to get jobs. It's hard you to know, get jobs. It's, it's, get jobs. it's over, overpopulated. The prison's overpopulated. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, you know, not just that. Um, also, um, you know, just because you got a job doesn't mean you're going to get paid. Just because you're signed up for a vocational class doesn't mean you're going to get money. The, the, the jobs that pay you in prison or, you know, they are very limited. And um, and not only that, like I owed restitution for the victims' families. Mm-hmm. And the restitution, I remember when I first got to prison, it was 35%. So if somebody sent me $100, $35 used to come out <clears throat> towards the restitution that was imposed by the court mm-hmm. saying that I have to pay uh, money to the victims' families. Well, I saw it transition from 45, 44% to 55%. So now if you send me a dollar, 55% of that money goes towards restitution fund. Now, the state, I don't know about feds, but the state does not automatically give that money out. The people that it's supposed to go to need to apply for that money. If not, guess what? The money just stays in the restitution, the the money just stays in the, uh, the state's hands and they use it for God knows what, you know? Um, those those uh, those hamburger parties that they have on top of the building <laughs> and stuff like that. You know? I, th- I think it goes under the unclaimed funds on the state. You can look it up on the state websites. Yeah. Um, you could just put your name in and see if there's any money. I mean, it's I mean, I've had some relatives. I put my name on there and I'll see like my cousin or something on there. Like, oh, you got two dollars in there. Yeah. Like you know, it's like random random cash. Could be cents. Could be you know more than that, but. Um, take a look. You might have something in there. <laughs> <laughs> if you're a victim, you more than likely have something coming for you. Got some money for you. Uh, we're going to take a quick break right now. We'll be right back. Stay tuned, please. Okay, welcome back. Thanks for staying tuned. Um, we were talking about restitution. We were talking about um, pay numbers in prison, jobs that don't have pay numbers. Um, go ahead. Oh wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> All right, I was thinking, so I was thinking about 
So uh, um, let's 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 let me go back a little bit further. So I discussed a little bit of the level fours, which is maximum security, um, the highest levels, but it has you know it's subdivided. Uh, level threes, um, level threes are typically maximum security. There might be you know some low level uh, low. Uh, let's say um, there might be no, they're all pretty much maximum security from what I recall. Level twos, there might be some unsecured level twos and secure level twos. I got to experience dorm living in a uh, secure level two and it was cool and um, you know um, it was hard to adjust to if you've been spent years in uh, cell but I adjusted to it and I, I made the best of it and I would assume because it's like you're open to everybody else you know catching you in your sleep yeah <laughs> oh my god I went to I, the first day I got there I went to Chuckawalla, which mm -hmm. I went from that's how I got to a level two, which was right across the street from a prison called Ironwood State Prison here in Blythe. So it's out there in the Imperial, kind of out, outskirts of Imperial like Valley. miles shy of um, Arizona. Arizona, yeah. yeah. It's hot. It's hot as fuck. And um, you used to get 110, 115 degrees on a daily basis, and you get accustomed to it. But I remember when I first got to the level two, they put me in the middle bunk. So I had, I maybe, I don't know. I could pretty much lift up my elbow and touch the top of the bunk, mm. uh, or at least close to it, from what I recall. I remember, and I had to grab onto the side of the top bunk, roll my body in there, like at a certain angle, so I can get there. And I remember that I was there was a person on the bottom, person in the middle, person <coughs> on the top. The AC had gone out, mm. and I woke up like at two in the morning because I couldn't breathe, and uh, I felt like I was in a coffin, you know, and. You know, you would, you know, um, so you're getting a cat scan in prison. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, ah, shit. And it was suffocating. I couldn't breathe because the AC had gone out and there was people outside in the day room, like on tables. Like onions, so. Yes. They were like laid on tables and on the floor, just like trying to get some, some air from the swamp coolers. They were in the buildings. They're all full of dust cake. It's, it's so unhealthy. I should have, uh, Contacted your landlord, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good luck the with that. ACLU. <laughs> yeah, I, I, you know what, I, I, I had a lot of experience with like grievances. You know, working with, you know, you become, if you want to, you know, at least, you know, have a, a good quality of life, you have to understand your rights in prison. And you know, I got very familiar with my rights and stuff like that, and trying mm -hmm. to better my my environment and stuff like that but it doesn't go very far because yeah, even, even the inmates are attorneys in there oh bunch everybody <laughs> is you know oh man the law already passed well this is a good one the law already passed they're just waiting for them to sign it yeah <laughs> that's the most famous line in there that's i'm funny because in, in the feds i mean it's 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 similar to the state it's it's pretty much the same thing except um with politics nobody likes like texas mm -hmm. they won't put somebody from california in texas Cause, oh yeah, yeah it's, it's kind of the like, same thing here yeah it's like yeah. you know different states you can't they can't put you in you know it's like either if they do it's like i mean it, it's pretty much gambling with your life yeah because <laughs> as soon as you hit the end you have to walk out yeah. you have to walk out otherwise it's like you know it, they see it as oh you're bitching out and you're you know, a bitch yeah yep so it's like even if they put you in a in a yard in texas or something you have to walk out and take your beating and hopefully you know you heal up <laughs> It's the exact same thing in state. Yeah. So, and another thing is they'll probably send you further away from your family. Um, I know they send people to Oklahoma for like um, 
That's what I'm gonna call it. Um, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, like Chino. So Oklahoma's like Chino. You know, they they send everybody there, and then from there they pretty much send you to your designated okay. states. Um, but you have your your lows, your mediums, your highs, and your USPs, which yeah. is like um, United States Penitentiary. And above that, it's oh, they only got a couple. It's the the supermax. It's like where they had um John Gotti, you know, people like that. Yeah, like Florence, uh, Florence, Colorado. They have a supermax out yeah. there. So I mean, most of the people that I I ran with in the in the, in the feds, they were all from um, they've all been in the state, you know, right. people from from the Inland Empire, from Orange County, you know, pretty much all the Southsiders in um, yeah. California. So it's the same thing, same politics. It's just um you know people from california are a little bit more more you know connected you know the first time i rolled up i already knew what the politics were in the state yeah and so me seeing somebody from Lily cali on the yard like you know it was kind of like oh you know and they were like yeah. it's a little bit different here you know we know you know it's a little bit different but they they still keep to their own but in case something does happen they'll you know they'll they'll jump in as well. Oh, nice. So that's the only the only difference. It's just kind of like oh shit, like you know it's kind of odd. Like, okay. Right. I mean we don't mingle with them or anything like that, but you know, like it's like with any riots, you know Mexicans and Mexicans, and that's who's gonna you know be involved. That's interesting mm-hmm. because you know um, I had a lot of interaction with Norteños, mm-hmm. um, and and the interaction that I had with Norteños is in Pelican Bay. My neighbor was a Norteño. And um, he he was cool as fuck, you know. He was very welcoming and stuff like that. And I had a lot of experience with his his people and and the ASUs. Mm-hmm. So while I was, you know, for years going through ASUs, waiting for my my bed space in Pelican Bay, um, you know, my neighbors were Norteños. They were they were validated too, you know. And and we were all there, and we would talk to each other if like if i happen to pass through you know this place they would offer me coffee um you know hygiene products if i needed if i just got somewhere and i didn't have nothing there was a lot of hospitality there even though if i went to one of their prisons where i was not supposed to be there and it happens all the time mistakes happen you know or it happens on purpose you know they'll send you to a prison where it's primarily Norteños and you get to that yard you can't be a bitch you have to go out there and there might be some issues if you do go out there because there's no fucking nobody from the 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 group that you run with and that yard so you have to go out there even the Texans I've seen it happen guy from Texas rolls up and he'll come out to yard with a towel wrapped around his neck you know three shirts on you know, boots. He's ready to go, man. He's ready to take some hits. You know, magazines strapped to his. You know, that's that's real shit. You know, and, and uh, but the Norteños, I I kind of have uh, some love for them. You know, because I had some good neighbors throughout the time I spent in the hole, which is the last four years of twelve years, and they showed me a lot of love. And I know if the shit hit the fan, if the doors opened up, and you know, and we were rocking and rolling like in different prisons. And it was on site. I knew that, you know, hey, the hospitality's there, but if the doors opened up, you know, he's gonna try to stab me, or, or you yeah. know, what I mean? and, and there was kind of like an understanding that that was the business, but we didn't have to be mean to each other or cruel to each other. Um, I I know sign language and stuff like that that we would use to communicate from cell to cell, depending on the prison that you landed to, and we would communicate with them, and they have their 
variations to their um, the alphabet, but um, it was very interesting, you know. Mm-hmm. And I, it's it's really interesting to to hear that you know in the federal it's different, you know. Yeah, if the shit hits the fan, yeah, you guys are fucking together. That's yeah. kind of cool. Yeah, there's there's you know? a lot more bigger gangs in the in the federal system. I mean, you mm-hmm. have the Latin Kings that pretty much control Chicago. a variety of states. Like, oh shit! Okay. Huge. Yeah. You know, I I was in San Bernardino on one of my violations that I ran into one of the Latin Kings. He, he, I mean, they, they got stories, man. I mean, they're, they're Hispanics. Um, and I also ran into this older guy, um, old Italian mafia guy who would tell me, hey, you know those movies? He was like fucking 80 years old, man, fighting a case of appealing some, something. And he never yeah. told me what, but it was like, you know those movies you guys watch? Yeah. That was me. <laughs> okay. Old old guy. And at that time, there was Harry O and San Bernardino. Because uh, San Bernardino, they send a lot of, uh, they house federal inmates. Okay. Um, as they're fighting their cases, because they get paid. They, they get paid yeah. a lot of money per inmate. So they fucking just overload the, the county jails right there in San Bernardino. I remember um, Harry O, who uh, funded um, Death Row Records, big old black guy, man. He was he was there, and he was like the celebrity there for all the, all the black, like, I would hear the guys calling their girls, yeah, man, I'm right here with Harry O, Harry O. Okay. And um, he was a big-time kingpin, I think, from Chicago. You know, he's the one that actually gave, like, so ignite the money to start that. Start the money? So, I mean, you, you run into, in the Fed, like, you run into some high-profile people yeah. in, in cases where you're like, oh, shit, like, yeah. what the fuck? Like, some racketeering charges on a lot of, you know, Shit that you see on the movies yeah, and shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and... um you know, it's crazy because a lot of the criminals there, I mean, there's a lot of white collar mm-hmm. criminals. Um, but then there's also, you know, organized, you know, gangs that are fall under the Rico. Yeah, uh, that fucking Rico, man. It's <laughs> scary, yeah, man. So then, so then now you have some, you know, that's, and it's funny because I remember the story um, where um, they got a lot of people from California and they wanted to separate them. So they separated these known gang members yeah. from California to different states. Now, what happened there is they branched out and they started pretty much um, the same same, same uh, program from California yeah. was happening in the other states to where the correctional officers had no control and they started losing control. Yeah. So the feds actually had to call the state of California to figure out, hey, man, how do you control these guys? What, what, how do you handle this? So that's when they started kind of segregating everybody and kind of realizing, like, we can't have these people here. Yeah. And they started shipping those guys to the Supermaxes because they were running, you know. On the main line. Yeah. Like, yeah. they were just, like, like they, they weren't categorizing them where they were supposed to be. Yeah. You know, they were like, oh, he's older. We're going to put him here. And, you know, and not knowing that these guys are, you know, running the show. Heavy hitters. And, yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, it's, 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 there's a lot of um, high profile people in the, in the federal systems. And now in the state, because a lot of the homies, um, you know, they're a lot of them weren't born here, mm. you know. So you have all your people who have to do their time before they get deported. So they're done doing their time in the state, and then the feds pick them up when they're thinking, "All right, I'm I'm coming home." And then they soup them up. Now they're getting five more years, ten more years, uh. because it's now the crime that they had committed. Now they have to pay for that crime for right. coming in illegally. And it's none of that, like, I guess um, in the state, you can't be charged or do time for the same thing twice. Yeah. But in the feds, it's like, no, you're you're going to do that time for that. Yeah, you got a little, <laughs> so it's like a little gravy. You, yeah, before you get to <laughs> Give go, us gravy. So, 
<laughs> so they give out time like candy and there's so you see a lot of people and they're like you know just got done doing certain time from the state and now like oh, i gotta do it all over again right you know and so it's kind of like you know i mean you meet some really good people different races but yeah it's different states but there's the same thing with um you know you can't you can't mix certain people from different states mm-hmm. um i don't know why people don't like people from california but you know we're a little bit too uh I feel like the the little that I've had experience, and I I did time in, uh, I I've done time in Mexico, I've done time in Oklahoma, I've done time in Mississippi, I've done time in Arizona, and in all that state, in all those states, the other inmates from those states or from different states that I had encountered with, we I don't I'm not bragging. It's just California is a step above other states as far as hustle goes Mm -hmm. you know we talk faster i feel we think faster and you know and it's intimidating you know and we're a little bit more aggressive you know i don't know if it's you know because gangs kind of not they didn't originate here but they kind of like you know really blossomed in the state of california you know when Compton, you know, Watson, you know, San Diego, you mean mean, San Bernardino. The music videos and they glorify the culture, right? Yeah, the culture. NWA, you know, that shit. Well, look at the the Asians. Um, Japan, you know, they have the the Asian cholos, you know, and they're really big on lowriders over there. You know, they pay five dollars for for lowriders, but you see them and they're, you know, they're all creased up, you know, they pass all cuffed up. I would like Um, to see that. Yeah, man, you can find them on YouTube, <laughs> AsianCholos.com. <laughs> no, but it, it's a big thing in their culture. They, they, uh, you know, they, they, they respect our our culture and things like that. And they jock that shit. Yeah, like I, I've seen some people. I was watching this program where where they pay. I mean, they'll buy a lowrider already fixed up. Yeah. And they'll they'll pay. You know, double. They don't care. They'll they'll wow. get it shipped over there. Um, I guess they're they, they're big on cars. I mean, if you've nice. seen uh, the Fast and the Furious, yeah. you know they they get all into their their vehicles. But then you have, you know, your separate groups of, of chinos. Hmm. I I didn't I didn't know that. But I mean, I'm not even surprised. You know, um, when I was in Oklahoma, I saw like the gang members from Oklahoma. They were out there. Their style of dressing was how we used to dress. In the early to mid nineties, oh, you remember like the big old Ben Davises, yeah. the Dickies, and you know the big shirts with the stripes. You know what I mean? <laughs> and, you know, I'm looking at these guys. I'm like, man, are these guys for reals? You know, they're dressing like that. Even the even the the regular residents, the civilians. You know, they were, um, they had hairstyles. They were like, nobody uses it. It was, it was like you know, like uh, have you seen that movie, The Zohan with. Uh, Adam Sandler, <laughs> yeah, he he had like this old, outdated Paul Mitchell book that he used to do his hairstyles with, and it was so outdated. <laughs> it's like they were just barely going through what we had experienced in the late '80s, early '90s. And I seen some hairstyles that I hadn't seen in a very long time mm-hmm. out there. You know, I mean, and it's funny because they have all the same exact technology that we have, mm-hmm. but yet, you know, as far as styles goes, they are we are like light years ahead. Yeah, you know we're like a decade ahead of everybody, and I'm not talking about New York or anything like that. I have really no experience with New well, York or Chicago. Well, a lot of stuff kind of starts yeah. in the West Coast. I mean, even I mean gangs, everything. I mean, look at the Bloods and the Crips. You know, yeah. they originated from fucking Watts, Compton, L.A. Yeah. Like 
you know, now they're in New even York. if they didn't, even if they didn't, I feel like you know, the West Coast took it to a whole nother level, yeah. It all started with that room. Yeah. <laughs> like, you want to produce all up in your videos. Yeah. <laughs> this fucking uh, it, I I I'm I'm proud to be from California. Yeah. You know, and but I I, I do remember the fear in the guys' eyes that I they would see me. There was already some hesitation, and then I would tell them, "Hey, what's up?" You know, I try to introduce myself. You know, um, and because uh, I was in California when it was overpopulated. So there was a program when they were sending us out of state mm -hmm. with uh, the CCAs, the uh, Corporation Correction Corporations of America. Was that like 2006 or something? Like that? Um, I went out there like in 2008 yeah. for two years and I got myself, I got caught up in some dumb shit. But while I was out there initially, I was out there, They these facilities that I landed to, they had um, housing for other state inmates, Washington, Wyoming, Colorado, um, I mean, um, they had, you know, before us, we replaced the inmates from Hawaii, you know, so we used to intermingle with all these guys, Idaho, and and these guys, they, you know, they were fucking, they were in fear. You were like, damn, oh shit, this guy's a real cholo. Because <laughs> in his state, you know, he might have, you know, portrayed being a hardcore gang member but just by shaving his head and maybe having like one or two tattoos. But then we get there, we're the real deal. We're there for murder, we're there for, you know I mean, uh, carjacking, doing the real shit that you see in the movies. And they're like, oh, fuck. You know what yeah, I mean? All they, all they do is just smoke, man. <laughs> yeah. When I was in San Bernardino, there was about 18 islanders from Hawaii on the same case. It went from the guy oh, who was trying to No, because in the feds, yeah. um, the easiest case to prove is conspiracy. Yeah. You, know, um, you don't need a witness. <laughs> So therefore, all those eighteen people, with those one guy made the phone call, this guy that, they were all looking at life because they're zero tolerance state. Yeah. You know, when it comes to that, because it, I think it was over an ounce, something stupidly ridiculous, you know. Yeah. Um, and so they were like, "Oh, they're offering me like ten years to life. You know, it's better than 20 I'm like, "Dude, you're still getting scared of life." Yeah. <laughs> like, what the fuck? Like, it's crazy. Uh, you know, the chances like, of fucking up in there and staying in there because yeah, you know the federal laws for drugs in Hawaii it's 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 crazy. I was like, is it eighty percent that you're doing? Eighty five percent, eighty five percent, yeah, eighty five percent. But that was one thing I was like, dude, like fuck that man. <laughs> it's fucking scary, bro. The way they fucking try to, you know, uh, even in, in even in prison, you know, they try to label you as a terrorist group, you know, and once you have that label and let's say something happens they could prove that on the behalf of the group you were acting on behalf of them and then you know rico comes in you know and then rico is like fuck that. i mean i mean you get one of those charges on there you're part of that you know you're looking at some serious time man you know yeah, they fucking scary, all man. Shit, everything your tattoos yeah you know they update every everything up like on your tattoos to make sure like you know they're up to date with that's how they get you with the they articulate they articulate some bullshit oh yeah this guy right here this tattoo means that you know he he he's uh showing alliance to the mother of all aztecs and, and saying this you know he is a shot caller you know and he and he's a leader and i was like dude you guys are full of shit man you know <laughs> it's just some cultura i mean it's just a cool tattoo man you know but they're full of shit you know and that's honest to god truth they're all full of shit and 
but they're they got everybody else fooled the people that don't know any better they're like they're eating this shit up with popcorn you know yeah. and like fuck this guy knows what he's talking about oh, yeah <laughs> they used to fucking look at me i remember the fucking gang unit used to talk shit about me and i didn't realize this until fucking but i'm a sweetheart you know i'm really nice and some lady staff members told me they're like fuck you know you're not at all how they said you were and i was like what are you talking about and they're like yeah the gang unit came and fucking gave us a whole rundown on you that you were like fucking like this high up and i was like dude they're full of shit that's not even true, man. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, yeah, they had a whole extra about you. And I, you know, and if it wasn't for like the staff, like the, not, not, not corrections, but the free staff, like the teachers, because, you know, I was a tutor. Um, I worked in the kitchen. You work in with free staff, you know what I mean? Which is not somebody that's a correctional officer, but they work in the prison. Mm-hmm. They, you know, and they were the ones that were kind of like transparent about that kind of shit. And I was like, fuck, that's the only way I knew. You know why people would avoid me i was like why why is this person fucking acting all fucking scared by me and shit like what the fuck like my, my fucking po and San- i had two po's because mm-hmm. um i was from the central district so it's like la county san Bernardino county so my po I, I didn't even know this until after i got arrested for a violation but um she furloughed me without even knowing so then nice. i had her plus i had this other fucking punk ass motherfucker man um I had a job. I did everything. Yeah. You know, I, he tried to violate me right away. He sent a, a arrest warrant to my PO to sign, but she didn't sign it. She was like, no, I'm going to wait. Like, I had no idea all this was going on. So like three months later, you know, come back from Rosarito and everything. I remember like something seemed off. Something seems off. I looked, it was like a van and I was like, man, I parked my car. And next thing you know, as I'm parking it, this one of the van passes by and I was like, that wasn't right then. Here come the SUVs. Boom, on top of the curb as I'm parking. So they're Hawaiian shirt, U.S. Marshals. They fucking come out, fucking about 15 deep, fucking guns drawn, slamming, pull me out of the car. I'm like, what the fuck? They're like, what's your name? I told yeah. my name. They're like, we got him, we got him. I'm like, what the fuck? It was like SEAL Team 6. All right, guys. Uh, sorry about our technical difficulties. Uh, we're going to go ahead and end this uh, episode for today. Uh, Eric. Nah, don't forget about the shirts. Yeah, look, hook it up. You know, it's gonna, it's it's really gonna make this uh, podcast better. Um, I pay for editing and stuff like that. You know, and uh, it'll allow us to keep our phones on silent while we record. Absolutely, that's yeah. a very good. Re- <laughs> it's a little expensive. <laughs> yeah, so twenty five dollars for one, and that includes taxes. All you gotta do is pay the twenty five dollars plus shipping, and um, if you buy more than one, you get them for nineteen ninety nine per shirt. And uh, that'll include taxes. All you gotta do is just cover shipping. And whatever the shipping is, I'll let you know exactly what it is. And you can go and check for yourself. I'll look for the cheapest options, whether it's uh, um, UPS or just a regular postal service. And um, um, thank you for tuning in.